Hello, and welcome to the Roman Run League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. It's time for my sixth mock draft for the NFL offseason. With the drafts about three weeks away, you can count on a weekly mock draft from here on out. Most of the high-profile pro days are over, so teams have gotten the chance to see top prospects work out and see their measurables. It's still not a normal offseason without in-person visits, but having the chance to meet guys at pro days is a step forward from last year's pandemic-driven draft cycle. So with all that being said, here we go. With the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Everyone knows that's basically the pick. He's the guy. He's kind of been the pick ever since his freshman year at Clemson, which is kind of determining who was going to be the team picking him. Obviously, very talented quarterback, probably the best one to come out in the last 10 years, very reminiscent of a Andrew, Luck, Andrew Luck situation where everyone knew he was going to be the first overall pick. Lawrence is the pick for Jacksonville. With the second pick, the New York Jets you know, pretty much have locked in Zach Wilson. After trading Sam Darnold uh, this week to Carolina for a 6th in 2021 and a 2nd and a 4th in 2022, kind of solidified that Zach Wilson is their quarterback of the future. He had a great pro day last week, had those viral throws, leaning to one area, throwing across his body 50 yards down the field on a rope. Um, the guy's definitely second-best quarterback in this draft. A lot, a lot of talent. He has some you know, Mahomes-esque you know, throwing ability. Not saying he's Mahomes, but definitely the way he can you know, flick the ball with his wrist like effortlessly is a very... Uh, you know, desired feature in the NFL right now. And number three, you know, the San Francisco 49ers after the trade from a few weeks ago, trading up with the Miami Dolphins. They're definitely picking a quarterback. Obviously, there's a lot to consider between Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. A lot of people are pointing towards Mac Jones. Just talent-wise, I don't see why he should be warrant everything they trade up to go from 12 to 3. But, you know, if that's their guy, they think it's who he is, who they want. I know a lot of people were connected dots because people see some Kirk Cousins in his game and Kyle Shanahan obviously had an affinity for Kirk Cousins at his time here in Washington. But I'm going to have him going with quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State. He had another, I mean, he had a nice pro day last week, made all the throws. Definitely a very talented, very high upside, a lot of potential. Definitely his film is not consistent in games where he is facing a tougher defense. He holds the ball a little bit too long, makes some decisions. They make you scratch your head, but he has, you know, really high upside. I think it goes against him as a lot of guys are pinning the fact of Dwayne Haskins' failures on him being another fellow Ohio State quarterback, and that's not right. You're supposed to scout the player, not the helmet. And Justin Fields is nowhere near the guy that Haskins is. He has a strong work ethic, contrary to reports from what I've heard. Uh, definitely seems like a very well-respected guy in the locker room. Completely different athlete. Fields, you know, runs you know, basically a four-four. Haskins has no run threat to his game, so completely different guys. I think Fields would be a guy that Shanahan could build his offense around. At number four, I have a projected mock trade with the Denver Broncos coming up from nine with the Atlanta Falcons to take quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Lance, another guy with a high upside, definitely needs to sit a year. I've said that multiple times. You know, coming from you know, North Dakota State Division two program. Only really one year starting experience. Didn't play last year because of the pandemic. But a guy that, you know, once he gets some time in the league and run NFL coaches can be, you know, sculpted like Clay and really be a guy that could be a top starting quarterback in this league. You know, going to Denver, they have Drew Locke there. He can play for another year. You know, Drew is a young quarterback in himself, but he hasn't really shown anything that makes you pound the table to say that he's a guy going forward. And, you know, with a new GM in charge taking up for John Elway, you know, he doesn't have to stick with Drew Locke. And, you know, I think going up for a guy like Trey Lance is a guy they can have sit behind Drew Locke for a year. And maybe Drew Locke does break out and, you know, 
that's a good scenario too. Then you have two quarterbacks that you could go with and you know get some capital for uh, either one going forward. And number five of the Cincinnati Bengals, I haven't. I think they're gonna go with wide receiver Jamar Chase or tight end Kyle Pitts. Either one would be a fantastic target for Joe Burrow. But with the familiarity with Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase going playing together at LSU, I'm going with Jamar Chase. Chase the number one receiver in this class. He had a great pro day last week, th- running a four sub four four. I think it was a four four. Either way, and a forty plus inch vertical. Kind of just smash what his film was putting on, putting on uh, the film, and you know he's a great number one guy, a beast after the catch, and a guy that just fights for the ball, 50-50 guy, and I, I just love the guy. I think he's you know my favorite prospect in this whole class, and having him with Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon at running back, that's going to be you know a hell of an offense. And number six, you have the Miami Dolphins after the trade with the Eagles a few weeks ago. They're in prime position to give Tua Tungavailoa a weapon here, and I have him going with his former Alabama teammate, wide receiver Devontae Smith. Now Devontae's, you know, stock as people were, you know, taking taking shots at it because of his one one seventy pound frame. But I mean, the guy constantly makes plays; it's never been a problem. Never gets pushed off his routes usually, and doesn't get taken down easily. He can break tackles. He has the speed. You know, he he's a top ten talent, and I if he, if he drops to the top ten, it's purely because people were worried about his weight, but I have no worries about it. That's why I think he should go number six to the Miami Dolphins. And number seven, Detroit Lions need a wide receiver to give Jared Goff to help him, you know, take another step in his career and get back to where he was a few years ago. So I have him going with another Alabama wide receiver in Jalen Waddle. You know, Jalen Waddle is a guy that's electrifying with the ball in his hands. Wasn't able to participate in the pro day, but I'm sure I think based on film he's a four two five, four two nine guy. Um, you know, definitely four three, but you know, Jalen has incredible speed, a guy that can develop into number one, one receiver. He has the traits to do it. Just had to develop his route tree a little more, but you know, he's a guy that Detroit would love to have at seven. With the eighth pick, the Carolina Panthers now they have Sam Darnold. I don't know what they're new with Teddy Bridgewater, obviously. They probably can't keep both. Teddy has a higher cap number. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him if they cut him or try to get a trade suitor for him. But you know, with Sam Darnold now their quarterback for the receivable feature, they picked up his fifth year option. They're going to get, get, get him a weapon here in tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. You know, Pitts is an absolute stud. He can go higher than eight. I just have him here the way the board fell. You know, Pitts in that offense that really has some good receivers already in DJ Moore and Rodney, Robbie Anderson. And, uh, you know, they definitely have been lacking a tight end. Ian Thomas has been a tight end of, of late ever since they lost Greg Olson or, you know, had, had, when he moved on and they cut him. They need a guy like Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts is easily the best tight end in this draft. Great pro day, 6'6", 250, 4'4 guy, absolute freak. He's going to be a top, top top five NFL tight end. I wouldn't even be surprised by halfway through his rookie year. With the ninth pick, the Atlanta Falcons in this mock draft trade, I haven't taken cornerback Mac Jones. Um, you know, with him available here at nine, I think it's too, be too tempting for them to pass up a guy they can have him sit behind Matt Ryan and take over for Matt in a year or two at the most. You know, Mac Jones can, you know, throw to his fellow Alabama alumni and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley for the next five you know five ten years uh, i think mac definitely could be a really good quarterback in this league he doesn't have the athletic ability as the other top four guys in this class but mac i think would fit pretty well in arthur smith's new offense uh you know coming over from tennessee you know i think he would be set up for success like i said having guys like julio jones calvin really to throw to and uh hayden hurts a tight end so i think mac jones would be a nice pick for atlanta at nine the number 10 are the dallas cowboys now they can go cornerback here. It's kind of what I've had all their mocks, getting to Patrick Sertan in the second or Caleb Farley or J.C. Horn. But I think with Penny Sewell dropping 
here at 10. I think Dallas Cowboys are going to have to pull the trigger. They've had a lot of injuries in the offensive line. It's an aging offensive line. Tyron Smith still is their left tackle, but he's missed countless games these last couple years. Penny Sewell can be their left tackle going forward. He's the best left tackle in this class. You know, for right now, if everyone's healthy, they can make some adjustments, have some guys switch to guard, vice versa. Um, so I think Penny Sewell will be a steal for Dallas if he lasts a 10. Number 11 of the New York Giants on the clock, picking edge Quiddy Pay from Michigan. The Giants had a really nice offseason short up their secondary, getting Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph for their offense. They can still use some offensive line and some defensive line help. Quiddy Pay is a guy that's an edge rusher the Giants have, you know, lacked for years. And, you know, he's a guy that can you know, provide some rush on the outside to help out um, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence on the inside. The number 12 of the Philadelphia Eagles back from their pick six from the trade from a couple weeks ago. I have them taking, you know, the best corner in this class, in my opinion, and Patrick Zatan the second from Alabama. You know, Philly, you know, has Darius Slay there currently, but he's a little older and getting pricier with his contract. And Zatan could be their number one corner. Um, he's a guy that they can, you know, build around, build that defense around, at least that secondary. You know, Philly has a good amount of picks going forward next year, so they can, you know, get that more weapons for Jalen Hurts, or they can even, you know, pick a quarterback next year. But, you know, for right now, I had them picking cornerback Patrick Sertan the second from Alabama. At 13, you have Los Angeles Chargers, who have a true young franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert, and they need to protect him and get him weapons going forward. And here they're going to protect him with tackle Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. He's a guy that can play tackle and guard. You know, he's probably more suited to play guard, but I think he can succeed at the NFL level at tackle. He had a really nice game against Chase Young in 2019. So I think he held his own, and Chase is one of the best young passers in the NFL. And if he can do that on a consistent basis, Slater can be a left tackle in the NFL. At 14 of the Minnesota Vikings taking guard slash tackle Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. And the Vikings lost Riley Reef in free agency, so they need to replace that left tackle position. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker played left tackle this past year for USC. Another guy that's probably better suited to guard, but I think he can hold his own in the left tackle in the NFL. But either way, he's a quality NFL lineman they can have in Minnesota to help pound the rock with Dalvin Cook. At number 15, the New England Patriots taking wide receiver Kadarius Tooney from Florida. They're just going to load up on offense here. You know, they can Maybe they make a play for a quarterback in the top 10 to trade up. I don't know who else is going to really... I don't see those five guys dropping to 15 at this point. Uh, but Kadarius Tooney is a guy that is a lecher with the ball in his hands, kind of reminiscent of a uh, new Washington football team player, Curtis Samuel, guy that put a little running back wide receiver, great at in and out of his breaks from the slot. And, you know, Tooney gives him a guy to go along with their freedom signings of Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne to, you know, add some even more electricity to that offense for Cam Newton. And, you know, Tooney would be a really nice pick for New England. At 16, you have the Arizona Cardinals taking cornerback J.C. Horn from South Carolina. You know, J.C.'s the son of Joe Horn, so he has some bloodlines there. He's a guy that had really nice film in the SEC this year, made a really nice couple interceptions that I like to see, and a guy that was really good at man, you know, press man coverage. So, you know, Arizona could use some help after losing Patrick Peterson in free agency to Minnesota. They still have Byron Murphy there, but he's more of a slot. But J.C. Horn is a guy that could be their number one corner in Arizona. At 17, you have the Las Vegas Raiders, and I have them taking linebacker Michael Parsons from Penn State. This is a little bit of slide for Michael Parsons, and it's if it happens, it's going to be because he has a little off-field, off-field character concerns. But Michael would be a you know revelation for that Vegas defense. You know, he's a guy that can rush the passer, 
really good against the run. Had a great pro day running a 4-4. 40 and you know guy that the Raiders need to help that defense and compete in that division with so many high-powered offenses And number 18 you have the Miami Dolphins Had him taking edge rusher Gregory Rousseau from Miami Rousseau had a really nice 2019 over 15 sacks He sat out in 2020 for the uh, pandemic, but Rousseau is a guy that has a lot of talent He has he's gonna take the short trip from Miami, Florida to Miami uh, the Miami Dolphins playing the same stadium and a guy that can provide help and replace some of that uh um, production they lost in the trade of Shaq Lawson to Houston Texans. At number 19, you have the Washington football team. And I have them taking linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from Notre Dame. You know, they can go tackle or linebacker here or you know really pick best player available, but Owusu Koromoa is one of my favorite linebackers in this class. I love his versatility, and he would be a great pick for this Washington front seven that needs some help in the linebacker. And I, I just think he, with his versatility to play the slot, and I love his speed. He had a great pro day. He would be, you know, could take this defense to another level. And for more information on this pick for Washington, I'm going to talk more about the Washington football situation at 19 later in the podcast. And number 20 of the Chicago Bears, I am taking cornerback Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Now they're replacing a Virginia Tech corner with another Virginia Tech corner after cutting corner Kyle Fuller couple weeks ago mainly because the cap concerns Kyle Fuller is still you know really good NFL corner but Caleb Farley is a guy that can replace that production once he's healthy he's had this injury bug here last couple years he did sat out last year because the pandemic but then he had a back procedure to miss his pro day uh last week but I love Farley's speed I think he they said he ran like a 4-2-8 before he was able to be where he was shut down for that injury but he's a guy that they compare with Jalen Johnson in Chicago and you know feel really good about their corners going forward and 21, you have the Indianapolis Colts. I'm thinking another Virginia Tech Hokie and tackle Christian Darishaw from Virginia Tech. You know, he's a guy that can come in and replace Anthony Gasanzo after he retired. They need someone to, you know, protect Carson Wentz and provide running lanes for Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor and Neam Hines. So, you know, Darishaw is a guy that can definitely be a quality left tackle, starting left tackle, and one of the better ones in the NFL if he's able to reach his potential. At 22, the Tennessee Titans. I didn't even go wide receiver or corner here, but I have them going with cornerback Craig Newsom the second from Northwestern. Another fast guy from cornerback position. He's a guy that can replace Adoree Jackson, who was another you know really track like speed guy from USC. But Newsom's a guy that can come in, like I said, replace Adoree Jackson's production. They need some help in the secondary. They cut a lot of guys due to cap concerns, and they need to replenish some talent there. At 23, the New York Jets. I'm taking edge rusher Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. He's a guy that had a really nice pro day a few weeks ago. The Jets have last have lacked a edge rusher on the outside for what seems years. And Ojolari has a lot of upside that hopefully will, you know, rectify that problem going forward. You know, that defense needs some help. Um with Robert Sala coming over from San Francisco. Yes, they did sign um Carl Lawson from the Bengals, but if you have Ojolari on the other side, I think it could really help that defense get to where Sala wants it. At 24, I had the Pittsburgh Steelers taking running back Najee Harris from Alabama. Pittsburgh has a few needs on the offensive line, secondary, a linebacker, but I have to go with Najee Harris. They need a running back. They haven't had a quality running back since Le'Veon Bell. And Najee Harris is a guy that can kind of replicate some of the things that Le'Veon Bell did out of the backfield and his unique running style. So Harris would be a great pick for Pittsburgh. And 25 of the Jacksonville Jaguars with their second first round pick. Taking safety Trayvon Morag from TCU. You know, Morag's a true center fielder type in the back end of the defense. Free safety, his range is great. I love, love his ball skills. Definitely looks um, 
like a receiver back there really when he's going after the ball and he's a guy that's not afraid to hit you either he can be a guy they compare in that secondary with Rashawn Jenkins the safety they just signed from the Los Angeles Chargers at 26 out of Cleveland Browns taking Ed Russell Jalen Phillips from UCLA they need to replace Olivia Olivier Vernon's production I know they looked at Javian Clowney a couple few weeks ago but Phillips is a guy they can put on the other side of Miles Garrett to hopefully become a double digit sack guy on the opposite side of Garrett going forward at 27 out of the Baltimore Ravens, going with wide receiver Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU. You know, Marshall had a great pro day last week for LSU. You know, had a really nice 40 time, came in at 6'2", over 200 pounds. A nice big target for Lamar Jackson to throw to. I think with his pro day, Marshall kind of solidified his first round status, you know, maybe early second still. But he's a guy with a boatload of talent. If he's not in the first round, it's really because of the depth of wide receiver class. But yeah, I really like Marshall's production that he had this past year you know, replacing Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. He was the number one guy for those six or seven games he played before he opted out back again because of the pandemic. But Marshall can be a guy they can pair with Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown and feel good about their passing game. At 28, I have the New Orleans Saints taking linebacker Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. You know, Collins is a guy that I think they can pair with Demario Davis going forward. Collins is a boatload of talent, a really big linebacker, like 6'4", 250 plus. But I like his speed, his nose for the ball. He had over four sacks and four interceptions and four forced fumbles this past year for Tulsa. He's a guy that's going to be a you know great player, I think, from day one coming into the NFL. At 29 of the Green Bay Packers, going wide receiver to help out Aaron Rodgers and Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. He's a guy they compare with Devontae Adams. Bateman kind of reminds me of Allen Robinson um, in the similar stature. Good route runner. He has good hands, uh, has a knack for a spectacular catch as well. So I think Bateman would be a really nice guy they can pair with Devontae Adams. At 30 of the Buffalo Bills, going with running back Travis Etienne from Clemson. Now they have some running backs there in Zach Moss and uh, Devin Singletary. And they just signed uh, Matt Breida as well. But Etienne you know, is a home run hitter, a guy they can have be their true number one running back going forward. He's one of the best running backs in ACC history leading the conference in rushing yards you know, over his career. So he's a guy that you know, they can get the ball in his hands in a myriad of ways and can really help that offense become even more dynamic. At 31, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking off the tackle Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. After cutting Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, they definitely need some help at tackle. I think they're going to ride on Mike Remmers to play right tackle, as he did in the Super Bowl, which he didn't hold up very well after going against Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. But you know, Tevin Jenkins is a guy that Ohio State's a really tough, physical Offensive lineman that can play right and left tackle in this situation. Kansas City needs to play left tackle. And he's a guy that I think will develop into a fine left tackle in the NFL. And lastly, at 32, of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, really going best player available. They have such a great roster. They don't really have per you know needs per se. Um, you know Brady at this rate is going to play to his 50, so I guess I don't really have to go quarterback here. But um, and really, there's no one really available at 32 either. They can justify picking a quarterback. So. I have him going with defense tackle Christian Barmore from Alabama. He's that guy that can eventually replace Indomitian Sue's production. Uh, had a really nice year this past year at Alabama, over eight sacks, and really good stout against the run as well. So now I'm going to talk about the Washington football team's options in 19. You know, kind of dive in a little more into Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. You know, in this mock, I could have had him going with Christian Darisol because he was still available at left tackle, and yeah, that would be a fine pick as well. But there's... You know, a good amount of left tackles in this draft class that they can maybe get another one in the second round, whether it be Liam Eikenberg from Notre Dame, um, Sam Cosby from Texas, um, and some other guys even later in the draft as well. And linebacker is a you know, deeper group as well. Um, you know, 
But Jeremiah Wusukormo is a guy that I think provides something this team really needs. And you know, maybe something that I think Ron really, Ron Rivera really values is obvious positional versatility. And Jeremiah Wusukormo is, you know, the epitome of that. He's a guy that can cover the slot easily, has great speed, um, and really good in man coverage. I couldn't tell you last time watching it, a good linebacker that was, a linebacker that was good in man coverage. And obviously that's not their, you know, skill set usually per se, but Jeremiah Wusukormo can definitely do it. I'm going to call him JOK from here on out going, going forward when talking about him. But, you know, JOK is a guy that he's really good at rushing the pasture as well. Love his instincts. He had a play where he, you know, read a uh, pitch play to Travis Etienne against Clemson. He picked off the pitch and ran it for a touchdown. You know, so JOK is a guy that if you put him behind Chase Young, Montez Sweat, you know, Jerron Payne, Jonathan Allen, the list goes on, he's going to be a pro bowler. And I, I have no, you know, problem saying that. I think JOK would be a fantastic pick for Washington at 19. You know, like I said, Christian Darisol would have been a great pick as well. I think a guy that's going to be a quality left tackle. And I think it's starting to tackle from day one. I think Washington fans would be really excited to have him as well. Obviously, quarterback, there's no one really available there at 19 that I could see. Now they could trade up for one. I don't see them doing that in this class, especially with all of them. I think all five are going to go to the top 10 now with three really going clearly one through three. Four is definitely an option, too, with Atlanta. They want to pick one for the future or someone trades for that pick. Um, you got wide receiver. I think that still could be a need they could talk about. Um, obviously, Curtis Samuel is going to be a great addition. Adam Humphreys is a solid slot receiver. Seems to be they're still interested in Nikhil Harry, which I think is a solid move. I think it would be a guy they could really go after and you know try to see if they can reach his potential. But you know, the, you know if there's a guy that drops, I don't think Washington should hesitate. Let's say Devontae Smith does drop for some reason because of the weight concerns. I think Washington would you know definitely jump at the chance to get him. So I think wide receivers in play. Um, and I think Trayvon Morag, if they're going to go free safety, if he's there at 19, I think he would be in play as well. He's a true free safety who, you know, has great ball skills, range of range, sideline ability, and is not afraid to hit you as well. So I think teams, I think Washington football fans would be happy, should be happy to have Trayvon Morag if he's a pick as 19 as well. well. With that, that will conclude this mock draft episode. Hope you enjoy this edition of the pod. Mock drafts are always a fun exercise that gets everyone excited for the fast approaching 2021 NFL draft. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout 21 and Instagram at Roman on the League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.